<laughs> Woo. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for a triumphal entry. Come on, somebody. That was weak. That was <laughs> it's amazing. The more you think about Jesus, the more you think about the humility of a human being. Here's a man that came as a baby, and he preached among them. He walked among them, cast out demons among them. We all know the story. Came in on a lowly donkey. How many know anything about a donkey? Come on now, don't make me look at you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, man. How many know anything about a donkey? They stubborn, they're slow, and they go at their own pace. But let me say something else about a donkey. They're tenacious. They got a heck of a kick. Why y'all so quiet, man? I'm just telling you. Man, we're talking, this is, this is passion week. This is, this is something to get excited about because we have the only king that has ever risen, not only put in a grave, but has risen. You tell me, where's Buddha? Buddha's still in some kind of temple. Come on, Muhammad is some kind of temple. Kings are stuck in tombs. Come on, somebody. We got a king, man. And we got a king. We got a king. Oh, Skip, you know you're getting excited about this one. Let me tell you this. This is not my message, but I'm telling you it's my heart. Because we're missing the king. Y'all sitting there like, we got something to be excited about. We have something to be ecstatic about because we've got a man named Jesus that not only paid the price for you, and you might be here visiting, you might be like, see, a lot of people on spring break, they understand that right now they shouldn't have gone on spring break because they got kids. Those kids get out of school and they're on spring break. How many know they're crazier than they are at home? They're Walt, they're Walt Disney World. They got Mickey ears on, but they can't even shut them up. Man, we got a chance to be, we are in the presence of God Almighty Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, he's here. The king is here. And there's one great thing about the king is he didn't say it stops with me. He said it starts with you. He had you on his mind this week. His job was not finished, man. He knew that after three and a half years, he was about to impart his life. The Bible talks about when he was crucified. I believe every drop that hit the ground, every blood, piece of blood that was shed that hit a person transformed that person. Do you remember when Jesus was in the garden, Peter comes up and he's like, oh, no, I'm not putting up with this. How many like Peter? I like Peter. I'm kind of like Peter. I like Peter. He crazy. Like he did things and then he's like, my bad. How many, how many of you have ever studied Peter? If you haven't studied Peter, and that's probably how you're going to get away with dum-dum. I'm just telling you. That's one way to get around dum-dum. Because Jesus is always like, man, Peter, listen, man. I told you I would build my church on you. You the rock. You the Petros. But let me say something to you. You cray-cray. Okay? But that's why I chose you. He chose common people, common men, common women to spread the gospel. So the message today, the next two weeks, and you're going to discuss some of the questions around your table. I'm going to take a break and come back. We'll go back to it and we'll finish it up. I'll get you out here by nine. Here's what it is. We're going to talk about the Great Commission. We're going to do two parts of this Great Commission. What is this Great Commission? Listen, the Bible says that love the God, Lord God with all your heart. Come on. Great commandment. Second one is love your neighbor as yourself, right? And the third one is go ye therefore... Come on, 
I don't have to go to a nation. I can go down the street. Let me tell you what's happened in our neighborhood. It's like Pastor Tim. It's like any other pastor. It's like you that are setting your neighborhoods on fire. I'm out and I get brand new neighbors. And they're like the third movement. I don't know what's happening with that house. But I'm just saying. I had to go buy and exercise it. I'm just saying. But, but there's something happened. They come across the street. And, and, and I said, hey, welcome. You know, it was like about a month. And I watched them move in, take the time. And, and I said, hey, listen. I said, welcome to the neighborhood. Man, it's so good to have you. My wife doesn't bake like that, so I can't bring you nothing. But I'm just going to tell you that, you know, we love you. And I pray that God will use you in this neighborhood. And here's what they said. You must be that little preacher man. People watching. Man, no, you know, but I'm cutting my grass. I'm sitting in my own backyard. I'm barbecuing in the back. Man, you ain't doing your work. Bible says we're commissioned to go, to go forward. So I want to show you some scripture on this great commission. In fact, haven't we seen the last couple of weeks? We will see more of. Haven't you seen in front of the church how the church is commissioning Jasmine and her husband to go to Utah? Like, I'd be like, Utah? It's like purgatory. Where do you? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Did you understand what's going on in Utah? You think you're crazy. You tried dealing with like all those wives. <laughs> oh, don't be awe. My God, it's the truth. They ain't listening to Jesus. Come on now. They got their own rules. They got their own sets. And we're sending people out to minister in that place to tell them the truth. The truth, man. The truth that what you're doing is crazy. Jesus says, I came to tell you the truth to set you free. And yet we sit here, man, sometimes. I've been here, man. I've been watching. We have minister after minister after mission, minister to commission us. And we're still thinking, oh, God, I can't because I own this shop. I own this. God placed you in the marketplace like he took people out of the marketplace and then replaced. He repositioned them. To go through the community to talk. I love what the chosen has done with Matthew. Matthew could be autistic, could be Asperger's, whatever. I'm just saying, how many have seen him? He's like this. I have a niece that's autistic. She's always like counting smart, brilliant people. He knows what he's doing. But he takes all kind and he commissions. And you sit here sometimes and you're thinking, how can he use me? Oh, man. How can he use you? He uses you in the place he sets you. He made you an apprentice for a purpose. He made you work in the shop to build things for a purpose. He, listen, we're all preachers. You know you preachers. Don't tell me you weren't rooting for Michigan NIT. you got to be kidding me. How many got mad? Don't lie. You were mad. You were like, come on, Joan Howard. What, what do you get your sons off the court? Oh, said that one. No, his sons were good. Michigan State, you lost your mind. How do you lose to Kansas when you're winning the last minute? You, come on now. You preach what you love. But some of you don't love what you preach. Man, on days, we didn't know we were getting this. Wait till you get to the round table. You'll discuss it. And this great commission, let me tell you, I'm thankful to God where I'm at right now today. I'm 64 years old and God's still using me with youth. Listen, I have a Monday night we just launched. It's only been about, I think, five weeks. Just launched a brand new church up in New Wago. Only God knows where that's at. I've been through it, but it's a long drive from here. You're like, it ain't that long. It's a long drive from here, especially up Alpine. You've got to be kidding me. 
We started this, and you talk about ADD, ADHD, mental illness, craziness. These kids are crazy, but they asked the wrong guy because I'm as crazy as they are. So this one kid, Timmy's taking off last night. He's like, okay, hey, man, listen, man. and I'm like, hey, dude, that's awesome. I said, can you sing that? And he's like, what? And then you stop him, and then you preach the gospel. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, that kid that was out of control is going, holy cow. Spirit settles down. Why? Because God uses you to speak into lives. Tuesday night, I'm up in Rockford with the youth ministry. Wednesday night, I'm up in Sand Lake, brand new church launch. Started with four. They asked me to come as an interim. Hey, can you come? Four kids started first night, three from the same family. There's a big one. But Tri-County, they don't have a lot going on up there. I'm just saying. Pearson, I didn't even know where that was. I passed on the highway, but Howard City? What in the world's that? Come on, Kent, let, Kent City? How many? Why are you all so quiet? You know what I'm talking about. I go up there for, last week we had over 80. And it's only been five months. There's more than that. There's some that are missing. Look what God's doing. There's a revolution going on. There's a Jesus movement going on. And I'm not going to sit here like you're looking at me. I'm going to sit here like I'm looking at you, telling you this. God has commissioned every one of us to do the work of the ministry. And I want you to get fired up. You're like, I'm not like that. Man, let me tell you something. You might not be like that, but when you get in the presence of God, you're not going to shut up. You ain't going to be like Jesus. <clears throat> you made me like this. Jesus. Man, you'd be screaming, going crazy like you do at your ball games. Don't lie to me. Let me say this to you. Commissioning gets me riled up because I have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to send forth, to send forth disciples under your wing. They're called your children. They're called your wife. They're called your family. Those are things. And that's the hardest place to minister. Come on, because they know you. Oh, dad's getting all spiritual now. You better believe I'm spiritual. Get up to your room. You don't come out for five weeks. That's why God didn't give me children. I'm just telling you, it'd be crazy. My kids would be like, I don't even know what, I know the back of his head, but I was just telling you. Matthew chapter 28. Look at this, 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 28. And it says that Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, Matthew 28, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. I want you to say this with me. All authority has been given to me. Do you believe it? Let me tell you, when you have Jesus... Man, you can lay hands on the sick. Come on, what do you think pastors have been preaching about your faith? You know, the lady with the issue of blood, she came up behind Jesus, okay? She'd been bleeding for 12 years. She couldn't wait to get in the presence of the king because she knew who he was. She heard about him. You know, have you heard about him? Because I have. She gets in the presence of the king. She sneaks up, boom, just touches the edge of his cloak, right? And then she backs off a little bit, and, and all of a sudden you see this, like, I can see this. Like, oh, the Bible says that the power left him. Transference. Commission. And he turns, and there's this little woman. Now, in The Chosen, she's a little bit younger. I don't know how old the Bible didn't say how old she was, but she's been bleeding for 12 years. That means she's been to every doctor, every chiropractor. 
He went on the drums today. I don't know where he's at. I'm looking for him. But every, every doctor, every, every one of those that, that enable with medication, all kinds of stuff, all of a sudden, oh, there, she, there he is right there, my man. He's skating. That's why. I saw you skating all over the place. And so what happens is every doctor, she could, they could not help her. They could not help her. But the touch of the master didn't even touch her, touched the hem of his garment, bam, she was made whole in that instant. Power left into her, transference of the power, transference and not commission. Do you think that woman stayed quiet? Do you know what Jesus kept saying to people is, listen, God heals you, go, but don't say nothing. You know what was happening. That woman at the well was like, ah, she lost her mind. People walking by, you know, I just met your master. I just met, come on, are you following me? People are like, you crazy. I'm crazy early in the morning. I'm crazy. I wake up like this. My wife's like, oh, no. <laughs> You're going to shock them. You're going to shock them. You do every time you get up. I'm like, well, let's shock them. I walk in the restaurant like this. People are like, mm. I'm like, hey, good morning. Can I pray for you? Mm. But why are we not doing that? I'm just telling you. Listen, our days are numbered. One of my best friends ever just passed away on Sunday. Do you want to know this? I was 10 minutes behind him. And if I would have left when I was going to leave to go up to Sand Lake to preach on Palm Sunday, that could have been me. You heard about it. Up here in the S turns up here, head on from a drunk driver going the wrong way, southbound on the northbound. How many people heard this? My man, Dean Elliott, missionary in, in India, missionary to people, great family, everything. God, God. How does God let that happen? Because we live in this sinful world. We live with stupid. Come on, I'm serious. We live with craziness. And if we cannot get excited, we get in the car, you better know that you know. Because you don't know what's out there unless you plead the blood of Christ. God, my dad used to pray this. God, put an ark, the ark of Noah. That ark, put that around his car. I'm thinking, Dad, that's a big, big boat. But I'm going to tell you this, I, by the grace of God, I, I, I wept, man, because by the grace of God, I travel all over the country. I'm going down to Kentucky this weekend to preach on Easter Sunday. Pastor's been having some health problems, called me, said, would you come preach Easter? I preached there four years ago, Easter, first time I've ever preached. As a youth pastor, you don't get these positions. You don't, because the pastor pastors that Sunday, and now I'm an evangelist. I preached that Easter. There was a record crowd of 600, over 80-some people received Christ. I remember a policeman came into the church, and I said, brother, we're the popo here. I said, you look good in your uniform, too. And here's what he said. Other churches won't allow me in with this uniform. And I said, well, in this place, we're honored that you're here. And you know what, my friend? I'm going to speak this now. I don't know if you know Jesus, but today's your day. That morning I gave an altar call. The man in blue came forward. And he's been in the church ever since. Why? Why? Because somebody enabled, somebody empowered, somebody said, somebody said, other than that, the church is open to that. I'm just telling you, why are churches closing people out instead of inviting people in? And I won't even get into the issues we're, we're not going to talk about. I'm talking about this. Jesus says, go ye therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things whatsoever you commanded them to do. I'm going to stay on my time because I know you've got to get in your huddles. I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So what do we preach? Friends, we preach what we love. I'm a soccer player. I preach love. I preach, I preach on soccer all the time. I was All-State, All-American. I played semi-pro. When I hear people talk about soccer, it's like it lights my world. My nephews kill me. They're big football players. They're like, soccer's not even a sport. 
Oh, they kill me. I'm like, yeah, let me ask you a question. <laughs> you all state? You all American? Don't think so. Oh, I throw it at them. I do it on purpose. Because we have to get to the place where we preach. Some of y'all preach things like music, band, sports. I could ask Bruce what he preaches. He preaches. Dude, he's a photographer too. He's doing worship. He's doing photography. You're going to preach about it. You're going to tell me what kind of lens to use, what kind of microphone when we did our video stuff. You had it all down. Why? Because that's, that's where he lives. I, I, was, I love Mike Cooley. Mike Cooley was all about Rivertown Paint. Passes down. He commissioned his son and others to take over the business. I, I, listen, it's that way too. You, you preach who you are. You preach what you love. Some of you like the dance. Some of you like music. We are not just Christians. We need to be the followers of Jesus Christ. Followers. And so I'm going to give you this. Jesus was all about the forward. He always encouraged those who were with him to move forward. The gospel commissioning. Remember the Last Supper? He says to them, go ye therefore. Go, go, go. Listen to me. I'm going to be giving up tonight. Somebody's going to dip the bread. They're going to be the ones that's going to sell me out. But I want you to know this, I've not been with you three and a half years just to talk a story. I've been with you these three and a half years to commission you. Now go, and what happens? When Jesus dies, we read in Acts, Peter takes the mantle. Peter begins to preach. Come on, somebody, you never read this? Peter begins to preach, and his first message, without Jesus there, but the Holy Spirit there. See, the Holy Spirit's like, mm, come on, you got this. And he's like, man, I, I'm nervous. Dude, I'm crazy, but I'm nervous now. And he's like, preach. 3,000 people get saved. Commission. Commission. Let me give you this one before we go into group. It's like Romans 1.16. They'll have a question up here pretty soon. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation. To anyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Greeks. I'm saying this. First to the Jews, the Greeks, and the Dutch. No, no, don't flatline on me. No, don't you dare, Randy. I'm telling you, we got, our, we got something in common. That's our haircut and our name. I was told when I first came, you're not Dutch, you're not much. I said, you don't know who I am. Because when I found out where you, I literally said, when I find out where you live, it could get ugly. She's like, excuse me, you threatening me? I said, you just threatened me. I don't play like that. It's wrong, but I don't play like that. Doc, I know you play different, but you know your wife don't play like that. Your wife in people's face. I'm just telling you straight up, man, if you don't get it, your wife will. And if you don't get it, guess what? A rock and a stone will cry out in your place. That's what the Bible says. I didn't make that up. Go ye therefore, preach, teach. Why don't you take time in the huddles, talk about one of the questions that I've given. All right, gentlemen. We got round two. You'll get another time. Yeah, you get another five minutes at the end. That's all right with me. Let me give you three things, threefold plan that Jesus had for the church. Number one, we know, is making disciples. Here's what his plan was. Make disciples, make disciples, make disciples. Make followers, make followers. Then he said the confirmation and affirmation of disciples. And that's what this church is doing. Even when they extend other churches, when they push people forward, go to Utah, it's the affirmation. It's confirmation. God's got a mantle on you. God's got a life on you. Some people think it's just the preacher. Let me say this to you. It's not. It's us. It's our life. The Bible says to encourage the saints to do the work of the ministry. And that's not just about, isn't it amazing? Listen, I, I work with all kinds of churches. They can't even get people to come out and do the grounds. 
pull weeds, straighten out, clean up. It's hard. They can't even get people to do daycare or their children care on a Sunday morning. They can't even rotate. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. That's ministry, but we don't, we don't do it that way. We're thinking if I get dubbed preacher, then I'm ready. You're already preaching. It's just what you're preaching. When you're sold out to the master, listen to me. I know Skip and the rest of them, you go to returns, you go to other things. That's good. God sets you free in a week. But let me ask you a question. If you're not free for like the next 40 years, then what did that week do? Wow. Ouch. Because once you know Christ, it's very hard to go back. Now, I know people fall away. The Bible says that. There's also denominations that preach once you fall away. That means you were never saved. I don't believe in that. I believe people are saved and they can fall away. I believe that Judas hung around Jesus three and a half years. He knew who he was. But he settled. Come on. How are you with the master? Jesus says, I've been with you. I am your Messiah. I came at the birth of a child. Can you picture Jesus? Listen, his father was a carpenter. Jesus, at the young age, got a little toolbox. He's a, hi, Mr. Rahmanu. Can I fix your fence post? Oh, hi, Jesus. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Mrs. So-and-so, listen, I, I saw where you have a problem with your door. I know how to do that. My father's a carpenter. I got my little box. Oh, Jesus, come on. Do it, do it. And listen to me. Every time Jesus did something, see, I don't know how y'all think. You're like, it doesn't say that in the Bible. You can't think that? Like Jesus went from birth to 30 years old? Say, there he is. The Bible says, Ricky, the Bible says, Randy, the Bible says, that when he was 12 years old, he was preaching in the temple. So what are you training your kids to do? How about they preach in the school? Oh, they're not allowed. Yes, they are allowed. They are allowed to preach because they're there because of them. The school exists because of kids. You pull kids. That's no wonder our country's pulling kids a school of choice because our government lost their stinking minds. I don't care what side of the track you're on. I'm not going political. Maybe I will. But let me just say this to you. When we say we can't empower our kids because they can't talk about Jesus in the school, you are wrong, sir. You're wrong. You need to get up with your kids in the morning. First of all, you should be tucking them in bed every night. And when they're rebellious and they're crazy, you should be sneaking in a room. I can't get in the room. You own the room. Get a key. Shut their stuff off. Put their phone away. Anoint them with oil. They can't mess with that. They don't even know what's happening. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare. We're missing this. Come on, friends, we're missing this. We should be commissioning our kids to do the work of the ministry. And in schools especially, when they're pulling all kinds of safety stuff out, Jesus' safety needs to walk in. Jesus is across the street at our schools because he's not invited. He's a gentleman. He will not violate what you don't want because your will rises up and you tell him what to do. But you call yourself a Christian. If we're a Christian, we walk and talk Jesus. It's in our DNA, confirmation, affirmation, the ongoing teaching of the, of the disciples. We're teaching, we're teaching. A person cannot be a true disciple of Jesus until he or she is born again. 
washing the blood of the lamb. Now I'm set free from all my addictions and my sins. Are there temptations? Yes. Is there the cigarette sitting there? Yes. Is the alcohol sitting there? Yes. But the problem is our Christian homes are sucking it down. Oh, gosh, we don't want to go there. Man, we're, what are we teaching our kids? Dad, we go to church, we're faithful, but you're drinking like a fiend. You're always drinking like you're an alcoholic. I am not. I'm in my home. One glass of wine turns to two. Come on, Jared, you know you're talking to access team like this. Listen, friends, if we don't start preaching the gospel about things that we put in, that stuff's coming out. Whatever the Bible says, whatever you put in is coming out. If our eyes are the gateway to the soul, which means our mind. Listen, Biden wasn't crazy when he said this. He was mandated to say this. See, some of y'all might have missed this. You know what he said? I'm going for the soul of America. He keeps saying it. You know what he's saying is I'm going for the mind of America. And don't tell me it's not being destroyed today. Man, Jesus is for the spirit. Because that spirit is what rouses you up, Jack, in the morning like, whoa, that's the spirit. The soul's like, I'm so exhausted right now. Are you hearing me? And so what it is, is Jesus huddles his team together. He's about to break bread, and he's like, listen, somebody's going to mess me up, but it doesn't matter, because the, the position of who I am is still going forward. And when, you, when they come to get me, they're going to hurt me on your behalf. They're going to beat me on your behalf. They're going to crucify me on your behalf. Because I'm going to show you when I'm in the full sunlight and I'm bleeding out that my blood was shed for every one of you. He had you and I on his mind thousands of years ago. And what I'm saying is Jesus says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Not only when he was baptized by John the Baptist and the dove comes the Holy Spirit, but on the cross, that trophy, that trophy Jesus on the cross shows you and I there's hope that we can be the disciples of Jesus I want to go into the second part of this because we got to go back into our little change. But listen, once a person is born again, becomes a disciple, is the affirm and the welcome of the body of Christ through the ordinance of baptism. There's things that happen. Listen, I'm not just talking about water baptism. The Bible says get saved and be baptized. Water baptism is what Jesus says. Do it. But to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, that's a whole different thing that the world's afraid of. I'm a chantalacita. They're like, ah! What is that? And you're like, I'm messing you up. Because when I get up in the morning and I speak in my heavenly language that some people don't believe in, some people don't want to hear about, let me tell you something, I'm in communication with Jesus. Why? Because I'm a son of the king. And I want fullness, and I want readiness, and I want forward. Come on, somebody. I'm just telling you this. It's time we lay hands on each other in a good way to commission each other to do the work of the ministry. Because the Bible says that once we touch, the power of God in us is coming through I don't know what gets you excited I'm just telling you straight up I am geeked for the next two weeks I'm so thankful for Pastor Tom allowing me an opportunity listen I don't have to look at you to get me high I've never been high in my life I've never been drunk in my life I had a father that was wayward I had a father that I was able to lead to Jesus at 11 and a half years old and it never stopped I didn't want to be a preacher I wanted to be a professional soccer player skater but look what God had for you. You're adjusting people's lives, one body, one bone at a time. Don't tell me you're not praying over them, brother, because you know you is. So as you go back into your little groups right now, the round tables before you leave, the second question is up here. When's a good time for people to see your faith? <laughs> Come on now. We call ourselves Christians, Christ-like, right? And we hear that too often. I'm a, I'm a child of the king. Then act like it. 
I'll finish with this. I had a woman doing my taxes. She was new to the firm. She was from another religion. There was an oppression when I was talking to her. It didn't stop me. She was rolling up against me, spirit against spirit. Tim, it was happening. She was looking at me. I look at hers. I'm like, first of all, she started speaking down to me. This and blah, 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 blah. I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, you don't know me, do you? She goes, no, I heard about you. I said, well, you didn't hear enough. Listen, people, my wife's like, where do you get that boldness? I'm just telling you, I got the king. It's not a dominant thing. It's not a cocky thing. It's an I know that I know that I am is in me. It's called confidence. It's called confidence in the word of God. I don't do anything outside the word of God. Well, sometimes I do. I'm just telling you straight up, though. I said to her, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to tell you like it is, ma'am. I looked at her and I said, let me say something. I have royal blood running through these veins. I'm a child of the king. You're a child of the what? I said, I'm a child of the king. My father told me, my brother told me, my savior told me that I can do all things through Christ. And I'm going to back you up a second because there's spirit against spirit right here. And you're not going to win this battle. So I'm telling you what, either do my taxes or you got to go. Now, the owner of the place was listening to me. He's been on my taxes now on the road 14 years now. Can't believe it's been 14 years. He says, oh, my gosh, you got a little busy. I'm like, yeah, but you better get busy, too. Because you're a born-again Christian. You can't have this in your office. Oh, well, you know, I said, because you ain't preaching in here about Jesus. You can't preach. You don't have time for that. But you better be living the life. And you better be weeding out what should not be. If you don't have likeness, I'm telling you, your work, I have this one guy that's just so obstinate. Then tell him about Jesus. Bring him to a place of Jesus. I'm not saying fire the guy, but I'm saying you better fast and you better pray for that person. Because, because of your example, they could come to Christ. They fired her in two weeks. I didn't ask you to be fired, but she came against my spirit. And I, they heard me. I wasn't quiet in that. Why? Because we have that authority. We have the, th don't talk down. Listen, I'm, it's not a pride issue. It's not a cocky issue. It's a kingdom issue. And when you got the kingdom in you, when you come against that evil spirit that's not your kinship, come on, somebody. If you don't take authority in this, mm. so let me ask you the question here is, when is it a good time for people to see your faith? How about the marketplace? God bless you. Get in your circles. Wait till next week.